Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Pandemic. Today we're switching things up once again because we have another return guest who is comic book artist, podcaster and rather energetic individual, Rosie Alexander. The format is still largely the same, but instead of chatting about comics for the apocalypse, I asked my guest about comics they've been reading during the pandemic. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Comic Scene Comic Club. Available from just £5 a month, you can get monthly issues of the History of Comics 1930-2030, to monthly issues of the brand new Shift comic anthology, and two comic scene specials per year. To find out more and subscribe to the Comic Club, visit comicscene.org. Also, at this point, I'd like to make you aware that today's episode contains some sexual references, so if there are any little ears listening, be sure to be careful. Now, without further ado... On with the show. Hello, Rosie Alexander. How's it going? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) For the Um, second time. I know, yeah, it's our second introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's technology for you, isn't it? Um, But uh, thank you so much for coming back on the uh, back on the podcast um, for for what's actually your second appearance, but kind of third time considering our our little just mishap just (laughs) (laughs) but uh, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I mean. My God, uh, when did we, when did we oh, do this? Two before? years ago. Two Whoa. years ago. Wild. My God. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's hard to believe like how much has changed just in two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like the lot. kind of work <laughs> I've done in the, in, the, in the interim time and like the stuff you've done, like crazy, so much stuff. I mean, it's hard to believe that, uh, I don't know, I've known you for that long too. Like no. just in yeah. the comic circle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, t- time flies when we're having fun, um, I guess. Or <laughs> well, you're locked uh, in a room for a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that too. That too. And that, that's what we're going to get into today. For, for anybody that hasn't um, kind of had one of our reappearing guests on the on the pod before, um, instead of doing the regular comics for the apocalypse, we do the comics for the pandemic. And we'll be going into what Rosie's been reading uh, during during the pandemic. Um, but before we, we get into that, uh, what do you do in the world of comics? Um, well, uh, I'm gearing up to do some even more like cool stuff, which I'm so excited for. Um, but obviously I, I, I did a comic a while back with you, um, Saffron, yes. um, which was super fun and super colourful. It was like Sa- Saffron Space Time Adventures, which was cool. Yes. Um, awesome. and, uh, I, but my first sort of debut one was with Nick Bryan. Um, and that was, uh, the little deaths of Watson Tower, which was a pretty cool noir kind of black and white, um, story about, you know, death isn't so bad and you can, you know, handle it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but me and him are actually doing a new comic at the moment. Like we're literally making it right this moment and I'm really excited for it. Um, it was initially called Fairy Foundation, but I think it's called Fairy Fair now. Um, and it's really cool. It's all about if fairies were like an Uber service. So you could just, uh, <laughs> you could just like get the app up on your phone and just like order one to do some magical spell for you. Um, it was a, it's a really cool idea. And as soon as he started telling me about it, I was like, yes, I'm in, I'll do it. Um, so hopefully that should be done uh, in the next sort of month or so. And then he'll be like, taking it out to all the really, you know, cool uh, Comic-Cons that will hopefully be back up and running. I mean, they said Thought Bubble will be mm. happening, hopefully. So, I mean, that should Thanks. be there. Yeah. Um, but also as well, I am starting my own uh, personal comic called uh, Chaotic Neutral. Um, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. a cool name. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, everyone knows what that means. And I was very late to the party with understanding, like, you know, sort of positive, neutral, negative, neutral, and all these other, you know, I don't know, uh, personality traits that people seem to have. And chaotic Mm. neutral seemed to be to be very um, akin to, I don't know, how I perceive things like they want to do good, but it's, it kind of goes in line with, um, 
people often uh, falling over themselves as well, like cocking up things to try and make things better. Um, but anyway, I mean, that uh, chaotic neutral is going to all be about sort of my sex life and funny stories and philosophy and poetry and bizarreness and weirdness that we all feel when we are connecting with people, um, which I'm excited to do, actually. That is awesome. Um, and uh, kind of going going off of that, um, you do have a Kickstarter at the moment that's kind of a bit raunchy, let's say, <laughs> um, and, and quite and quite a bit of a kind of a sidestep from from our law, our all ages book that that, that we uh, worked on together. But uh, no, it, it's absolutely brilliant to see that that you're kind of broadening your your art style. Um, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Tell us more. Yeah, well, I mean. Like I say, the pandemic has just been a, a wealth of time for me to really just like settle on the stuff that I really enjoy. And that isn't to say like, you know, I'm some uh, kink, <laughs> fetish, sexual, you know, deviant or anything. Um, it's more that uh, boundaries seemed to just fall away because it was just me and it was just the artwork that I wanted to make. And yeah, I mean, over the last year, I've been uh, just very eagerly and openly drawing lots of erotica and uh, mm -hmm. connections between people and people have really responded to that. So um, that's what my Kickstarter was. It, I wanted to collect um, my best pieces from last year and um, which were very erotic and fun and sensual and uh, I coined the phrase neon gush because a lot yeah. of my work is very um, bright and involve, involved neon colours and a lot of it drips and is oozy, you know, it's, it's meant to be tactile and, you know, sumptuous. Um, so, yeah, like putting all that into one book, uh, it it just it just seemed to suddenly happen. I was like, wow, I've made an art book. Um, <laughs> let's get brilliant. a Kickstarter and get it out to everyone. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, if people want to check that out, they can either search Eros and Venus um, on Kickstarter and it will come up there um, or just click the link in the show notes and that will take you directly there and, and check it out. Um, it's uh, on it. I think ne neon gush is is a great way to describe it. That says exactly what it what it is on the tin. Um, and uh, no, fantastic work, Rosie. It's, it's it's really great to see you kind of push yourself um, in in your art style. But also, it's 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 very brave. I think what you've done there um, in terms of like being so open about mm. sex um, like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, th I think we need kind of perhaps a bit more of that, um, in order to try and kind of destigmatize things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's so funny. Like when I was first starting to, uh, really sort of lean into drawing it, because I mean, I always drew it before and I'm sure every artist listening also draws mm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But so much of the time we don't, um, we don't make that public and we don't uh, make it a part of our, you know, our repertoire um, because, you know, we're afraid of the taboo that is, you know, often stuck around it. Um, mm. But the funny thing is, you know, my mum's such a wonderful supporter, but at the beginning she was like, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> you have to be so explicit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly um but I you know me and her we're, we're such good friends and right. I think she just completely understands that it's um I mean you can't you can't deny the type of work you want to make you're denying mm. who you are um and it's it's great when she like likes a really um erotic piece on my Instagram I'm like oh thanks mom <laughs> and you know she backed the kickstarter and I love the fact that you know this um I guess taboo book, uh, even though I, I don't think of it as taboo now, yeah, um, right. will be, you know, on people's bookshelves and it'll be on her bookshelf and she'll be proud that I've made this book. And yeah, I, I'm, I just, I'm really, I just don't see the problem um, yeah. with this sort of stigmatization when it comes to sexuality, because mm -hmm. it's not all about getting your rocks off or 
you know, being seedy or underlying something, you know, else Mm -hmm. or having ulterior motives. It's such an integral part of us as humans, you know, and that isn't to say that you need it every single moment of your day. However, Mm -hmm. well, that's debatable. um, but no, <laughs> it's like my god i've only been in one room like please please <laughs> well it's just you know i think people have this assumption about me and they especially with this work and they well they right, initially yeah. had the assumption that it was an open invitation uh for many uh, yeah unsolicited exactly. oh, things god. being sent to me yeah. but right, right. I bet. Um, <laughs> but you know the openness and the mm. conversation that always goes with it um mm-hmm. I, I've found a really lovely group of people who you know they support the work I make and they're they're happy for me to talk about sex and all the rest of it you know mm. so yeah I'm I I couldn't feel happier with the type of direction I've taken with my work and it, it's gonna um expand into other things too like I'm hoping to um well I've been wanting to for a while but put together um an erotic podcast as well that will go hand in hand with the um chaotic neutral comic um which should be really exciting you know because i i love podcasting podcasting is so fun yeah very much so and you you do have your own podcast as well yeah (laughs) yeah drunk art review um that's another (laughs) yeah says exactly what's on the tin yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i'm sure people will be able to search that in your, in your podcast app but of course um what's called the link will be in the show notes but tell us a little bit about that as well oh uh, yeah drunk art oh so good we it was really cool actually um we got to go on bbc uh suffolk radio yeah i saw that brilliant yeah a couple of weeks back and that was so fun it, we were on for like an hour just you know having a chat having a few jokes like that i mean I think uh, my co-host Jenny was like, oh, "We're going on the radio! Oh my god!" And I was, just, and I, I mean, I was a little bit nervous, but it was, it was, it was such good fun. Um, but our podcast, yeah, Drunk Art, we essentially um, normally have a little drink, and then we bring like a topic to the table with some artwork, and we talk about it. But it's really, um, it's grown since we first started just recording on our laptop. <laughs> Um, and and recording for hours honestly and getting really drunk now you know we maybe have a glass or get really drunk at one point but it's very it we're way more concise and I love um you know sound designing it and it's really elevated in the last year but you know we we're getting people involved with it too you know interviewing people and discussing artwork and other taboos like not to talk about sex again but (laughs) Last last <laughs> month we uh we had um this the theme was uh, for independent uh, women's independence day or independent women's day international day that's yeah. it international that's women's it. day yeah. see I don't I don't even know um that's what you get on the <laughs> podcast just that waffle <laughs> um but yeah uh, we the theme was um, female sensuality and erotica women mm-hmm. in art and uh, it was fascinating like I chose to talk about female directors who would uh, create or, you know, direct male-led movies. So I ended up talking about, you know, American Psycho, which is a hugely, um, Mm. you know, sensual but crazy and strong Mm. and aggressive movie. And, you know, it it really brings to the forefront how um, women are just as, wonderfully aggressive as men when it comes to like art and sex and all of that so you know it's been it's been really really fun and we're we're looking forward to being able to maybe do like some live events in the future where I mean you'll have to come to that oh you know (laughs) we'll like we'll have like you know we'll just be in a bar we'll have a couple microphones and do some chats and then just like mingle and you know it'll be a lovely evening like oh can't wait for that (laughs) <laughs> same same um and, and talking of the pandemic um so my first question for you is how how has the creative process been for you during the pandemic i don't know why i took a giant breath then um like it's been some dramatic <laughs> leading up to it well it has been a dramatic year but uh yeah <laughs> well you know the thing is um if it hadn't been for this year 
I I wouldn't have had the opportunity to move to London, which was mm-hmm. a goal for a really long time. Although I didn't realize that goal had been on my mind for a really long time until I could come, right. um, which was a very unique experience. I mean, I think it was just, you know, I don't know, you hit 28, 29, 30, and it's like Saturn returns and you start thinking about your life and suddenly you, you're more assured of yourself and you're like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. Probably why I got like, I don't know, seven tattoos in the space of a year, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like quarter life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> I'm actually meant to be getting uh, some more pretty soon, so I'm very excited about that. Sweet. But the creative process um, for me, you know, it's it's been uh, fantastic because I've been able to just sink in and uh, absorb myself. Like I've really become um, con- not content, but uh, comfortable with myself. And I think that's a, a huge uh, re- revelation. Like I always thought I was comfortable with myself, but... Having had all this time alone, um, I've just been able to settle. And its I feel like it's really been the first time I've been able to do that, which is, you know, probably led to me making a book and mm-hmm. these other projects and, you know, doing drunk art efficiently, you know. Um, it's its really been a wonderful, a wonderful time for me. And I know that, that you know, it, it, it has been horrible for other people. Yeah. but and I I totally get that like you know I've you know I definitely had like a um you know one of those like frustration cries on the phone to my boss like earlier mm-hmm. this year but I think mm-hmm. you know we're all human and that's yeah. normal but I can't deny how um fantastic it's been for me just to find out what kind of artist I really truly want to be that's fantastic um, and I, I'm just glad that, you know, somebody's uh, been able to to find a positive <laughs> in, in, in all of this, 100%. Um, oh, no, has everyone, I, else it... been, um, has everyone else just been like, no, it's been horrible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Because uh, there, there have been some some kind of uh, benefits to it. Um, and obviously not to put aside kind of all of the... Um, Everybody that's been affected uh, yeah. negatively by it, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, there have been some some benefits um, to people, and it's it, it's great that it's kind of afforded you an opportunity to explore mm. your own art style, find out a bit more about who you are as well. Um, and you know what, I I kind of found that when I moved to London yeah. um, as well um, back in the day. I'm out of London now. <laughs> I've done that cycle of moving in and then moving out. <laughs> Um, you know, go go to the suburbs and uh, yeah, raise a family. But um, what do you call it? Yeah, no, um, I definitely did because I was in my mid twenties to to early thirties when I when I moved to to London, and I was you know mostly on my own um, yeah. during that time. And you certainly do you find out a lot about yourself, particularly in a big city like London. Um, mm. And uh, no, yeah, that's that's fantastic to hear that uh, that you you've experienced that as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we we moved here uh, in a heat wave, so uh, mm. <laughs> it was it was Ouch. like an it was sweaty. <laughs> yes, I was releasing all these demons from my past. Even you know, not that I had many, but what I'm saying is, is like it really um, hit home, and it felt almost like this it, not quite religious experience, but it was like I have gone through something, and I'm here now. Um, mm. And yeah, and you know, I the first time I walked along uh, the Thames, uh, in South Bank, you know, um, at the end of summer when everything was kind of open um, for that brief window, um, <laughs> and the sun was hitting golden hour, and it was just me and people like playing music, and I literally just got a tattoo then actually, um, and so I was just walking along the river. I was like, oh my god, I feel I feel like I'm part of London. And I know that how cliche that sounds, but it it really <laughs> I've been it, there. I've been there. <laughs> it hit home and it felt felt really good. Awesome. Yeah, no, totally is it is a really good feeling. Um that that sense of belonging, mm. I think, um is is absolutely fantastic. Um now, um kind of all of that <laughs> aside, um how how's your reading been? 
and your reading of comics during the <laughs> pandemic. Have you have you been mainly focusing on the creativity, or have you managed to actually read read some comics? <laughs> well. When you asked me, like, the other week, you're like, or oh, a couple of weeks ago, you're like, oh, yeah, you can come on the podcast. We can talk about this. I was like, oh, fudge. Like, what have I read? <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, I have read some. But I'm <laughs> like what I've been saying, like, you know, this this pandemic has been me really just riding that wave and drawing and making as much as uh you know until I burn out and then I break through again I mean a bit of a workaholic won't lie uh (laughs) but I've just been listening to so many podcasts and watching so many films and just like soaking in as much um sort of stuff that I can have on while I'm working as well um because with comics uh, which, you know, I love, I love graphic novels. It's, you know, one of my favorite, um, uh, digestions other than film to do alone, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you, you give, you give all of yourself to the comic and the story. You can't do two things at once. And so when I do get the opportunity to read something and just devote myself to it, um, it's, it, it that's that's real like time off for me so luckily there were a few that I've read so I could talk about those <laughs> <laughs> bingo um and uh, which one do you want to start with oh I did I wrote some notes um I'll just go with my uh hmm I'll just go with my list I think the 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 uh you know the one, two, three, four that I <laughs> sent you an email. <laughs> so, uh, which, which which one did you start with? Because because uh, I think I uh, re re uh, ordered them. Was it, was it "Don't Go Without Me"? No, that, no. Uh, although I mean, I, yeah, I probably should start with that one because it's the same artist. But um, I think this one's a good one to start with, and it was uh, "Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up with Me," um, and it's by written by Mariko Tamaki. Um, and it's uh, illustrated by Rosemary, Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've noticed as well, and I'm not sure if you noticed it, um, that all the all the comics that I you know sent over to you, they are all you know um, LGBTQ plus uh, romance uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, relationship stories, um, and also like coming of age stories too. Um, and sorry, I lost my trail of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously um, that's that's a theme that you kind of you know <laughs> subconsciously that perhaps you're exploring. Um, well, uh, I mean, well, the thing is, like, um, I've I've always been straight. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I I just like like someone knows they're gay. I know I'm straight. Um, mm-hmm. But the those communities and those stories and romances have always hit home to me in such a tender way. I think it's just because I'm I'm so, um, I don't know, I'm drawn to realness, I suppose. And there mm-hmm. has to be a certain sense of reality and realness when it comes to those stories because they were never really put in the forefront of society for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they get the light of day now, um, there is a there really is a realness to them that you can't, you know, you can't deny it. I think um so yeah I mean I mean it goes with films like I'm I'm drawn to any type of romance film regardless of the the gender or the sexuality um Mm. I think it's all very open doors to me and if a story is real then I enjoy it um and I think uh Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me is just like it's sensational um about showing uh how like a toxic relationship can change how you act and behave. Um, have you read it yourself? I haven't. No, no, I hadn't come across it. Mm. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I read it super recently and like I said, I'm a big fan of romance and relationships. Um, I think uh, maybe it's like the teen inside me, <laughs> like teen sure. romance, coming of age stories. Um, they always feel so intense. It's like if, 
um, even if like the story's small, um, I guess, cause like at that age in those circumstances, everything and everything is the world, you know, every situation is everything. Um, and the, uh, the story is about how, you know, yeah, relationships uh, with toxic lovers can make you feel, um, and how they change your behavior. Um, but I think it's great reading a story where the love interest isn't the solution, um like the the love interest she's absolutely heinous she's awful um and we have so many romance stories about you know love is the solution love will save the day um we're dreaming of this like perfect partner but um i think uh tamaki she she writes uh it in in such a way that's so um uh honest Right. Like, because, you know, there are these um, glimmers of loveliness um, and that, like, in that it kind of enraptures the relationship that, you know, the, the main character has with this, you know, Laura Dean. Laura Dean, sorry. I keep thinking of uh, that Netflix film, like, Laura Jean or whatever. Oh, is it? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so close. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's just like showing a relationship that has no accurate balance between what's healthy um, Mm. but then sort of proving why it's not healthy through how she behaves with her friends and you know what truly matters and things like that like that's such an important story to have and for for that to be like um, so wonderfully like drawn as well Um, you know it's just like the artwork is beyond beautiful um Mm -hmm. she uses these like grays and pinks and i just i I honestly can't get over it (laughs) like (laughs) i every i'm i'm enraptured by uh how she illustrates honestly and she uses so many characters like she she some you know how sometimes you know i mean as an artist, I find it hard to draw lots of different people looking different. Like, right. and often that doesn't necessarily matter when you're making a comic because, you know, you've got like the main character and the other people and you can kind of change a little bit here and there. But as long as the story reads, you'll understand who the characters are. But she has this phenomenal skill of being able to make every single person look entirely different and entirely themselves. And to me and to I'm sure all the artists listening would just be like, wow, about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I I really, I really like that one. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, you know, if you want a, a happy, loving um, story, maybe not go for that. But there are glimmers <laughs> of um, why it's, you know, why it matters. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, there are the cutest little um, extras in it like mm. <laughs> there's there's a, there are all these like stuffed animals um that aren't necessarily a part of the story they're just sort of in the um she's, she's great at you know making uh environments and things and anyway you have like speech bubbles um of the animals or the stuffed animals talking to one another like it's not a part of the story they're just <laughs> having conversations <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah which i love um so yeah that was that was a solid shout for me. Nice, nice. Where did you find that? Um, to be honest, uh, well, I, I had, I had one of her books um, before through a Kickstarter, mm. um, which, ironically, like I didn't know these were the same people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I, you always have like, um, uh, you always have like you know art art or writers you know spread out and you never know until you kind of like after the fact you're like oh my god there's you know um all these people working together or this person worked on this and that's why that looks the same as that one because it's the same person um i i do like the mysteries of that but i suppose in a way um it's it's like it's good because you end up enjoying the uh the the story or the the art piece entirely for itself regardless of who's made it i suppose Uh, exactly and then it's great yeah to have that retrospect where it's like oh actually these are the same creators 
Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm no wonder I like both of the stories. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that, uh, I mean, leads perfect, perfectly on to like the next one mm. that um, I loved, which um, this story was entirely written by um, Rosemary Valero O'Connell. I right. actually love her name, Valero. So cool. No, it's a really um, cool name. <laughs> uh, which is Don't Go Without Me. Um, and this was like a Kickstarter that I backed probably in like mm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd never stumbled across her before. It was probably one of those, um, you know, extra, oh, you should maybe check out this. You like this, blah, blah, blah. So I did. And I was like, oh, wow, beautiful. Um, and I had no idea what the story would be. So often I will just choose something because it looks pretty. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, I think yeah. we're all that shallow. <laughs> Yes, I'm there. <laughs> um, so, uh, but this, uh, as opposed to um, Laura, De- Laura, Laura Dean, um, keeps breaking up for me, which was written by, you know, someone else. This uh, is entire, entire, this is entirely her own, like, you know, mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. Um, and it's a book, but it's it's got three separate stories in. And in a way, like the stories do kind of, they, they could be of like similar dimensions, um, but uh, you, they're kind of their own their own piece in themselves. So this one felt more like a comic, to be honest, because it was only, you know, what, sort of 20 pages or so. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is entirely her own story, um, which is so nice to see because it's like combine, combining the art of the story, um, the art and the story and... Uh, I don't know, it kind of, you get to see into their soul a little bit because you're seeing yeah, how they perceive and and how mm-hmm. they think about things and, you know, what what they actually want to say. I think that's huge within comics. Um, but, yeah, it's super short um, and it's the first story and it is, called, like, the whole book is called Don't Go Without Me, but the the first book within the book is named the same. Um, and the stories are like this collection of different dimensions but they're all about love and lost loss and they're all like really tender um but anyway the story is about this other world that people can go to if they shut their eyes at the top of like this hill or garden um and it, it it's it's like a, a myth um at the start but then you read more people saying how they you know just casually go to bring back groceries or they visit it just for like you know a few minutes or so um so you're kind of like lulled into the idea that this myth is real too um and anyway uh it's uh a gay couple they um they go uh to the the top of this garden to you know try it out and it reads like this um I know almost like a fable I suppose as you're kind of Mm. looking through um and it's really pretty because at that moment when they go to see if they can you know break into this other world um she has these two hands that are overlapping with each other and you're you're not quite sure if they're holding each other's hands or or if it's like a displacement in um like the reality um and anyway she writes in it it's like two worlds cradled cradled inside one another like nesting dolls which that with the hands it was it oh it's so it's so lyrical and beautiful Mm. um but at that point uh the woman blinks um and she's in the same place and she calls out to her partner but she's not there and she's all alone um and then as she goes to find her girlfriend um it's almost like this Alice in Wonderland thing where she stumbles across these creatures who are so amazingly drawn they're (laughs) they're they're beautiful I love crazy creatures um and uh they ask her to tell stories of her partner because she's like I want to find her is there a way for me to do that and they're like oh well can you um, give us give us something? Tell us a story, and we'll, you know we'll see what we can give you in return um, for like information. So she describes her her girlfriend with you know in such like lyrical detail. It's beautiful, um, 
and they're like oh that's a that's a perfect story you know go go to this place go to like the um the the um, at this point he they go to they say go to the butcher which is funny but then it kind of adds that other layer of how you know fairy tales are a bit morose um even though like the illustrations within it like they're they're beautiful like you don't feel um any sense of like danger other than you, you you kind of like i don't know you're you're in the myth when you're reading it um and sorry if, if i'm i'm just i really like the story so i'm like waffle waffle <laughs> <laughs> no, that's quite all right keep going Rosie. um but anyway as she's telling um you know uh remembering pieces of her partner to describe to people um to try and find out more information about where she is because it's their anniversary and they wanted to share this experience together um she slowly forgets more and more of what she's said um she can't remember like you know her girlfriend's hair or the color of her eyes or what she used to do or um but she knows she has to find someone um so as she's giving these stories away she's literally forgetting who she's looking for um but then at the end uh you see like the you see the the manifestation of her girlfriend just sitting there waiting. But of course she doesn't know who it is. Um, and they're just, uh, they, they say to each other, oh, are you looking for someone? And they're like, yeah, I, I think I've been in a haze. Like, I think I've been meaning to find someone too. Um, maybe we can just sit and wait together. Um, so it's bittersweet, but it's also like a folktale. Um, and I think maybe the creatures helped with that. Um, but it's like an underlying notion of, you'll end up full circle, even if you've lost your memories, um, right. you know, kind of refinding your path in new directions. I don't know, like fresh starts and renewal, I guess. Um, yeah. But I, I loved it. And, you know, it's, it's such an art piece. I, I'm always swayed when something's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, just looking at the art just now on, um, uh online um yeah no it's it's absolutely beautiful um and yeah. the, the the cover is sublime oh. really good isn't it yeah and how she manages to um world build is just amazing mm-hmm. um and what's great as well because on the kickstarter um one of the uh, upgrades was to get like a foil cover so i've got yeah. that here and it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that foil oh uh, oh uh. Tell me about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And then uh, what else was on your reading list? Um, uh, actually, this one, uh, which I'm not entirely sure why I put on there, because maybe it's because I was just like grasping at straws, <laughs> because I was like, what else have I read? <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's, it is quite enjoyable, and I'd recommend uh, reading it if you have nothing else to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh that 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 sounds like such a such a read on it no it's not like I'm I'm saying it because I you know I did enjoy it <laughs> um but this is uh Bloom um right. and it's by uh Kevin Panetta um like written by Kevin Panetta and drawn by Savannah Ganchu I think that's how you pronounce it um okay. Yeah, it's like a G A N. Yeah, G A N U C H E A O. Yeah, yeah. So you know, chew. Lots of extra syllables. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I this was one that I just sort of just chose to read on my Kindle. Well, not Kindle, my iPad. I mean, I I much prefer reading stuff, you know, physically. That's the joy of comics, like. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of why I made sure that I didn't have any um, digital rewards um, on mm. my Kickstarter because I was just Perfect. like, I just want you guys to have the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it won't be the same if it's not the right book. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got this just because I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a read. I liked the cover. It seemed, you know, very much in the realm of um, teenage coming of age and mm-hmm. um and it looked like a story about two boys and I was like oh this looks fun so um and I love the artwork too so 
Um, it's about a guy who wants to leave his uh, family bakery um, to move out uh, to, you know, be in a band and see lots of music and, <clears throat> you know, very, very teenage dreams. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, so they hire a new guy. Um, and of course, you know, romance happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the dialogue is a bit more predictable. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah the like I say the dialogue is a little bit more predictable um but it's easy and it makes you think of summer holidays um you know spent with friends and road tripping and you know they they say a lot of things that you recognize so um you know I imagine for teenagers that they would be re- very drawn to it because you don't have to stretch very far I suppose right. the, the the reading is very easy mm-hmm. um but also, in a way, uh, with it being so easy to read, um, and because it's you know about like a romance that you're waiting for, um, it feels a little bit like a like a Mills and Boone's book. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mainly because, mainly because, right? This is only me saying it. Um, you know, you'll you'll read. Not that I've read loads. I'm just. You know, I've I've read a few and I know what they're like. So you, you know, you're reading, 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 just waiting for the romance to happen. Like all the stuff in between, like you don't really care about it. You just (laughs) just read, read, read. Um, So it it made me think a little bit of that. Um, But, I mean, it's filled with uh, lots of illustrations about, you know, making pastry and bread and flower fights and it's Mm -hmm. it's very aesthetic to sort of think about um and very safe you know yeah and I really yeah I I mean I enjoyed that much of it and I think you can kind of relate to the characters quite well um like I don't think the the characters are very you know they're not as well-rounded as they have been you know in other more and you know my more more of my favorite uh pieces um you know other books and comics but Mm -hmm. it was good fun to read and you know I I love like a trash movie occasionally it's like it kind of hits that spot yeah um exactly like yeah you know what's coming but it's good it's kind of like it's it's a nice warm blanket when you don't (laughs) want to overthink you know and you just want to escape um and you know we, we we need we all need that as well (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's exactly that um and yeah you know I've got it on my iPad so I can give it a read anytime I want so just right. a nice little easy peruse so yeah that's Bloom by uh Kevin Panetta and Savannah Ganchu Ganchu Ganuchu Ganuchu I think <laughs> yeah maybe mm. maybe she's on Twitter can I ask her to phonetically yeah. <laughs> spell it <laughs> yeah, I I should follow her actually because I do I I do enjoy her artwork. Yeah, the um, art's really nice. Like, and the yeah. coloring is really really interesting because uh, they've kind of gone for this like blue turquoisey um, mm. tone, haven't they? Um, but yeah. um, that that's a challenge in itself, isn't it? When you choose just one particular <laughs> color scheme, and then you've got to go for like different tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the entire book I mean that's that's even more challenging than going for kind of you know the entire color palette in a way yeah yeah I mean um <laughs> I have so many plans of like uh, what I want to do with like the comics in the future yeah. and I'm just like wow I'm gonna have to really grow and stretch <laughs> some muscles I've not done before <laughs> well you're on the right path Rosie you're doing a great job so yeah um, keep it up um, now, uh, what's your what's your last read? Now, my last one. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> total happy, joyful, ecstatic recommendation for this one. Awesome. Um, and it's called Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. Um, have you have you seen this one before? Again, this is this isn't one that I've come across at all, but it looks really <laughs> interesting. Yeah, all my suggestions are all like graphic novels. I'm such like a graphic novel um, whore. I love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I hadn't heard about this one until my housemate uh, was because we 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 swap um, we were swapping comic books, and of mm. course, all mine were just like unintentionally really melancholic. 
yeah. I was like, here you go. I hope you don't cry. There you go. Um, and he uh, uh, gave me this one, um, which is just so happy. And ironically, like the first time he lent it to me, I didn't read it because I had all these other things to do and I was busy, busy, busy. And you know how mm. it is. You kind of have to be dedicated to giving yourself to that book when you're going to read it. Um, but when I read it recently, oh my God, I, I couldn't believe I hadn't read it. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's an absolute dream. It's so warm. Um, and it's the story about these high school kids who fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually set uh, in the school where my housemate um, grew up. Wow. And he, yeah, this, this is why he was telling me about it. He, um, and this is UK based, sorry. Amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of, uh, just in Kent, I think. I think that's where right. it's from. Cool. Yeah, so not far at all. And um, I'm, he, he suggested it to me because we went to this amazing um, uh, bookshop. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it called Gay is the Word. Hmm. No, it, it, I yeah, it's in London. Right. And, uh, it, oh, it's amazing it's filled with like so many amazing art books and comics and it's it's this tiny little shop but just the most amazing place and anyway he was like oh yeah my uh you know he picked out the book and he was like oh yeah my someone I knew at school who's in the year below me or whatever she made this like she's friends with one of my friends I was like are you kidding me mm-hmm. um you know and just having books on a shelf is just such such a goal <laughs> yeah um so anyway uh apparently like this um is being made into a netflix show now uh which i love the fact that netflix keep making uh comic books into series like Mm. oh they they're really they're really doing a good job with that and i'm sad that um i'm not okay with this is not becoming another season that makes me really sad did you ever did you ever watch that I, i haven't seen that one no Oh, so good. Like it's another one to add to the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean very much in the theme of these ones, but except right. with like, you know, uh some crazy superpowers or whatever. Right. Um, but it's very, you know, coming of age and sexual orientation, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with this story, uh, like I said, it's two high school kids falling in love, um, and it's punchy and heartwarming and so honest. Like I sat there and read it in about 20 minutes. I was just flicking through and these, wow. these are big books. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably yeah, about, yeah. I don't know, 300 pages. You just like poof, flick through. Um, <laughs> But the drawing in it is so honest. Um, and like I said, there's no overthinking. So you can just like blast through the drawings. And it's drawn so charmingly as well. Like she obviously, she wasn't worrying about the precision. And that's such a beautiful thing to see. It's like she was mm-hmm. enjoying making it herself. Um, and it made me think of all the comics that, you know, I would draw when I was in high school. And it, it felt very, very uh, close, I think, you know, very um, near to my own, you know, school experience, I suppose. And uh, like I say, it's got super, super funny timing in it as well. Like I was audibly laughing as I was reading it. Um, (laughs) So it's really charming and she's such a good comedian. um, And yeah, I mean, I was uh, saying that I was coming on here to talk about comics today. Um, and so I went downstairs to like praise him again about like telling me about it. And he was like, Oh mm. my God, you need to read like the other two. Uh, so there's like another two books uh, to the series and also a novella um, about the two, um, the two boys in the story. And yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it turning into a Netflix show. Um, and <laughs> because, like I said, because my housemate, um, uh, Tom Heath, musician, he is, um, he, he's like making a, or he's made a song that he wants to like release at the same time as they release like the Netflix show. Wow. So, right. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, Heartstopper, you should absolutely check it out. Absolutely do that. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. That's another one to, to, to add to the reading list. Um, but uh, that's fantastic and um yeah well thank you so much for sharing your your comics for the pandemic rosie 
Um, yeah. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure catching up, and <laughs> your uh, your exuberant energy um, is is ever ceasing. <laughs> so thank you I, for that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I I forget how um, <laughs> excited I get talking to people. You know, it doesn't yeah. happen often these days. <laughs> <laughs> so just just slowly going mad so when you do speak to somebody it's yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) overboard i know i just hope i don't like scare scare people away because i'm so like oh how are you doing how's it going oh you should see all these and do all these things let's make a cake together you know just like (laughs) (laughs) love it that is awesome rosie thank you so much um and uh for, for for the listeners uh where can they find you online Oh, um, well, I mean, they can always send a pigeon uh, to Rosie. Yep. Um, but <laughs> on a, Make sure you a, properly attach it to the foot, always. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you don't want to be losing messages like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the digital world, the modern world, um, you can always find me, obviously, like, you know, Instagram and Twitter are the places that we are on most. By we, I mean just myself. Yes. <laughs> uh, which would be uh, Rosie La, so Rosie, and then L A H, um, and then for Instagram, and then for Twitter, it would be Hey uh, Rosie La, uh, which is the same. But you can also find me um, on my website, which is also uh, rosielaw.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, you can always find the podcast too, uh, which is Drunk Art Review, um, which is always a hoot to listen to. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, all of those links are in the show notes, folks. So go go check out Rosie's work. Go um, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and make sure that you go check out her Kickstarter, Eros and Venus. Um, again, link in the show notes, or just search for Eros and, and Venus in uh, in Kickstarter and check out that neon gush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks again, Rosie, um, and uh, hopefully. Um, when events do get back up and running again, um, our paths will cross at Comic Con. Yeah, that would be amazing. It hasn't happened yet, so here's looking to the future. No. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Brighter days ahead, hopefully. Um, but uh, yes, thanks again, Rosie. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll see you on Twitter. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Rosie for being on Comics for the Pandemic. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Rosie's work or follow her on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas on the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club, and lots of other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.